Hey, I'm Toby. And I'm Larry. Welcome to How Does That Sound? I get the years feel shorter. I don't know if if it's just me or if everybody else feels that way too. I feel like maybe I don't know if I feel like when I was younger I couldn't wait for Christmas. Like uh, Christmas took took a while to come or like the long vacation that you have in the summer took a while to come around. Um but now it's like I don't know if maybe, you know, in 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 the business environment we calculating by quarters like Q1 go by so fast, Q2 go by so fast, I'm finding it at Q4. Um, like, it just feels like some of the birthdays I've celebrated recently, I'm like, I feel like I was just telling you happy birthday. Yes, I'm telling you happy birthday again. Yeah, I when I was just in, me. No, when I was in boarding school, actually, I felt like time was so slow. I, I couldn't wait to finish um, high school and then go to secondary, sorry, university. But I feel like once I finish school, everything seems to just be flying. It's like there's a different yeah. time clock. I don't know if, yeah, so I think I agree with Jack. You think we are busier now? And so because of how busy we are, we don't see how much time is going. To be honest, yeah, when your hands are full, like when you have quite a lot of things you're doing, I think time goes by very fast. But what do you say if time flies when you're having fun? Because are we having fun being busy? I would be. <laughs> that much fun but i mean some of it is fun but like yeah it's also stressful but if we're like during covid it felt like the clock is not moving yeah so i don't think that is that <laughs> i don't understand why. idiom or what it, oh, oh that, that is an idiom right yeah like is that saying accurate time yeah, flies when was... you have fun like time flies when i'm busy both ways when you go on vacation like we're so eager to go on vacation and when you go you're like I actually just have two more days. Yeah. So I That's think both ways. When you when you have things to do. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Vacations go by fast too. That's true. Time flies when I have a deadline. An interesting deadline, but then I'm also tired, so I'm trying to rest. Mm-hmm. Find time to rest, and also, um, but it just feels like the time is going by fast, and so when I, I'm estimating, oh, I have this much time to do this, right? But then I take then the time comes and like. Hours, four hours already passed me by. Yeah, um, I'm trying to balance out the time and be efficient with it and everything. But it feels like when I have a deadline, every time I'm chasing a deadline, I feel like time flies. And I don't think I'm suffering from procrastination. Maybe when I was younger, I feel like I have a better grasp of my projects now. But it just still feels like the time is flying. So I guess yeah, the the routines that we have also at home, mm. like so by the time you wake up. And then you say, okay, I'm going to do this from now till maybe eight before breakfast time. Before, by the time we start eating breakfast, before we realize it, it's already like 30 minutes gone. And you're like, how did 30 minutes just go? And then from there, everybody has to start the morning. And yeah, so 
and I have to go back to my tent. I think before you realize you're all these activities here and there. Well, speaking of time, I think we have a timely topic <laughs> to discuss today. Why did you say timely? Well, timely just because we won't talk about clients today, our experiences with clients. Um, I I think this project I'm working on that I'm chasing a deadline for, I think this is my last project for the year, client-wise. Yeah. Um, and take a break a little bit. Focus on finishing my book. Um, but should we the, give you instant innovation? Which okay. your book? Publish my book. You said you finished you finish of your book, so should we expect that? No, don't don't be expectant. Um you can't just say that. You can't break our hearts. <laughs> well, definitely I'm not breaking anybody's heart. But no, don't be expectant. Let me take my time to do whatever I need to do. No I'm not pressure. making any promises to anybody <laughs> about anything. Um but you know, no, this is my last client, and so I feel like, well, particularly for me, I know you're seeking to have more clients this year, but um, like I'm kind of capping up on working with people in that sense, and so maybe we can talk about you know what our experiences have been like with clients, maybe over the past year or over the past few years, um, and we can just you know. Maybe use that to share ideas with anyone listening who is planning to start a business or already has a business, but is trying to figure out um, how to navigate challenges with clients. Um, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds very perfect. Right, cool. I feel like we have a lot to say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like dealing with people is never easy. So. Oh, no, it's never. <laughs> maybe we should start with the good. What what makes a good client for you? What makes a good client? Let's say one that's very easy, easy to relate with, and uh, someone that comes with an open mind. Like you know that okay, you're coming to me for a reason, right? Like even if you have ideas of what you like, but you're willing to give me like let's say autonomy. Is that the word? Yeah, freedom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It really is giving you autonomy to do and to make make certain inputs and walk through that process with me. So yeah, I think and let's say in fashion, like the different um the different brands where there's so many styles out there. Um some people are very fixated to what they are used to wearing. It has to be that same thing you get. And someone that comes and is like, Okay, Larit, I really want to look different and I'm trusting you in this process. I want you to tell me what I can do and then whatever we come with, the person is willing to work with me, reason, you know, okay, why are we doing this? You know, like just be able to relate yeah. and it's not being all over the place. Some people are very um, controlling. Yeah, like they want there's nothing wrong with trying to be involved, but like when you're a perfectionist and you know what you want and you want things a certain way, I think it makes it hard for the um, like for now, me as a person, like as an entrepreneur, to actually work with you. So, so you're saying that like you prefer when you know people give you a bit of freedom to um. To try new things, um, or to like present your own ideas, um, um, 
as opposed to them saying this is exactly what I want down to the T. You do you like sound like you prefer where they're like, okay, you know what, this is what I want, but I'm open to hearing what your suggestions are. Like with with fashion, right? I think we have to work together. So yeah. um working together, you know, communicating and also being willing to hear, yeah, what I have to add. Yeah. Like the input, I think that would actually make it very easy. How do you know when a client is the right person for you? Like in the initial meeting, the first consultation that you have with them, um, how are you able to assess that, okay, yeah, this person has some of the qualities I'm looking for in an ideal client? That's a very tricky question because I don't think I've ever thought about that. Like, yeah. oh, the client that is coming to me, I have to um, also assess the client. And now it's tricky because, you know, like when you start something, you get, you just want to get yeah, a just guy, people. just want for one to come. So that's the last thing that you're thinking about. You're not thinking about should I say no. So it's very hard. Um, so I would say that it's until recently that I, I've started thinking like that. And you actually, I remember you saying that as much as, oh, I'm looking for, you know, I'm trying to work with people, I'm trying to put myself out there more. I also have to be very specific. So I haven't really done a lot of that. Uh, but I've had someone reach out to me. And it's funny how when the person reached out to me, I didn't take the person serious. I was like, I'm not really sure about this. And to be honest, like, it just went into ghost mode a bit. You get, and at some point, I'm like, yeah, I was never really taking it serious. It was when the person sounded serious, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. But after, like, one or two attempts, very quiet or cold or, yeah, I'll get back to you. I just knew that. So I don't know about the big, some people come serious and then a few things here and there as you keep going, when you start, like, sending multiple emails, I think, yeah, I'm beginning to realize that from those things, I can pick ball. Yeah. I mean, I think at the beginning of a business, it's probably also difficult. I mean, you, you want to know we are ideal customers, are. you want to have, have, have a bit of an idea around what what that looks like. But yeah, it can also be difficult to really see it in person, right? I think it takes it takes time. Like I know for some business, it takes like a few years to really narrow down the ideal customer. Um, and take it can take time to really figure that out. So. Yeah. So what's your one? One is communication. I I think I I really like when clients are very clear, are accessible in when it comes to communication. Like so clarity is very important because I can't read your mind as a client. I cannot help you make some decisions. You have to make some decisions yourselves. Some yourself. Um so it's important for anyone I'm working with to be very clear about what they want, what they want to achieve, what the goal of the project is, what they want the final result to look like, um, and how they want to work. I think that's very important. And if that changes along the way, I think it's important for them to also make that clear that, okay, this is a different direction. I like to be in a different direction so we can have those conversations. They also need to be accessible. like. Um, if something is to change, I need to be able to like get you on a call at some point to figure it out. Because 
that, that part of us is a bit important. Not necessarily that, oh, if I text you right now, I need to reply tomorrow, like um, the next minute. I'm not even that, but like accessible in the sense that it needs to seem like I'm not in it alone. It needs to seem like we are working on something together. Yeah, like you're also invested in this too. And sometimes that requires time. And so that I, I need to feel like you're actually putting time into the project too. And so I need to feel like there's a bit of collaboration going on and making something, making it a different life. And the kind of clients I've had, I'm thinking across the board. I've had different kind of clients, right? I've had a business, a business called competition uh, service. Um, I've worked with hotels. Uh, and I've worked with people who are essentially trying to navigate writing, like young writers. So I've had different, I'm, I'm, I'm using this, this thing I'm talking about cuts across all kinds of like services um, that I provided to people. Um, but I think that, you know, it's all the same in regardless of who I'm working with. They need to be clear communication and they need to be accessible. The other thing, the second thing there, I'm trying to find the best way to play this one, but it really just revolves around expectations and being realistic. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, just having realistic expectations. And it's not more about the money that you're paying. It's not about that, like, oh, if you pay this amount of money, expect this amount of work. I actually don't have that issue. Like, I set premium rates for whatever I'm working on. And so I do that because I want to give my best work to whatever I'm, I'm doing. So it's not necessarily about the money. It's more about um, how the person, how, how much the person understands what they're asking for. You know, some people, they see something somewhere and they want exactly that. But the truth is, in their own situation, that may not be the best thing for them. Um, or that may not be realistic. Yeah. And so they're not, some people don't really cut their clothes according to their size in that sense, or they don't really, um, they don't, they, they, they want to do a copycat project as opposed to something that's original. And sometimes doing a copycat project is actually more difficult than doing an original project. So some people have always expectations of what projects are to look like. And so that's where, you know, if, if I have a client like that, it can be a bit challenging. And what I tend to do when I find like that is that I realize that there's a, there's a different piece to the service I'm providing, which is education. I have to try my best to educate them. I don't understand that. Okay, see, that's great. That example you're bringing to me is great. That vision you're bringing to me sounds cool. But we have to be realistic and we have to like not set ourselves up for failure. And the way to do that is by really understanding what we need to do for our own unique situation here. So there's an educational piece that happens. It happens over a series of conversations. I feel like you're such a patient person. <laughs> um, for the right clients, I can be patient. If the, right, if the project is good, if the client is reasonable. Yeah, no, I can no, try no, my best to work with them. picturing you actually having to educate someone, you know, trying to like reason with the person. So that's why I feel so that I still laughing. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't always work out. Like I've had frustrating experiences. You know, trying to really help someone um understand the right situation um and it just backfired because they didn't understand at the end of the day and they kept wanting something that really is not possible or wasn't possible and it just meant that I had a, a, I either had to overextend myself or deliver something that wasn't up to what they were looking for or wasn't really a good project really. So even though you've been in this writing much longer, right? It sounds like you still don't have like a perfect or an ideal client. 
Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. I have an idea about things that were excellent, wonderful people. Um, like I've had entrepreneurs I work with that were great. I've had writers I worked with, I had businesses I worked with, and authors I worked with. I were like, yeah, this person I can work with you again. I the project I'm currently working on, I think this person is probably one of the best clients I've ever worked, worked with. I mean, this person is a good client. So the fact that they came with a keen sense of what they were looking for and and also a good understanding of what the industry looks like. So they're writing a book. I'm just writing a book for this person. And they have done the research. They know what it means to write a book. They know what goes into that process. They know they know what publishing looks like know your options when it comes to publishing they know what the role of a ghostwriter is and what the role of the author is in that process obviously there's some things they're not keenly aware of they're not aware of like um all of the steps that goes into writing they're not aware of like how you break down the chapters the messaging and the storytelling and so there's still those things that we have to figure out but just the fact that they came prepared they've done some of their research and they didn't just come in like just all over the place. Yeah. Um, that was helpful. It gave us a good basis to start from. And then also, they are thinking of the next thing. And I think that's very important sometimes when you work with selling clients. They're not, they're, they're like, okay, when this is done, what's the next step? Like, what do we do next? And they are involving me in that process of like, okay, you know, this is great. What do we want to do next? So that they can start preparing in advance for anything that that, that, that would, that, that's going to come next, right? And so, that helps me too because as a service provider, you really want people to leave feeling like you gave them a great service, but you also you set them up for success going forward. And so if the person is already thinking about you know the long term, uh, that also forces you to think about the long term too. That makes like and those conversations are easier to have. So you know, so I just like the fact that the person was person had done their research. Yeah, they they, they they knew enough about what they were getting into. Have you turned down people? I have no, I have I've turned down people. And and to be fair, like when I first started writing, I was probably just writing for everyone, anyone who would allow me to write for them. So, um, but over the years, like yeah, that definitely wasn't a good model. I had to like really narrow down what I was looking for in the project, and um, I had to say no to some people. Like full transparency, there's someone that's reaching out to me right now. <laughs> As you're speaking, they've sent me messages, but I've turned down this person before. I don't want to work with this person anymore. You know, and, and those are those are the realities of sometimes of certain situations. The person really liked my service and I was grateful for that that the person liked the service. But the person isn't an ideal customer for me. I don't enjoy working. I don't want to work with the person. Um it's not going to be a great experience on my own part. So yeah, there there are there are those situations where just situations where like I, I have to draw the line between what I want and what I don't want. And be more intentional. Yeah, no, I agree with you. To be honest, working with people is a lot, and you get to a point where you just have to realize, as much as like, as much as you're getting paid, this money and your peace of mind or frustration or you know bad reviews, bridges that are being burnt. Yeah. I think yeah, if you if you actually look at what you want, if you're very thoughtful, you know what you want. You think about things in the long run. I think you actually um, decide, and you'll be easy to make certain choices. I don't think, yeah, I don't think any of us are in this for just oh money, 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 money. Obviously, I'm in this money. for the money. Yeah, but there yeah, you go. I want the money. Yeah, but you also want a good name. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously, a lot of things. It's, yeah. it's not that. It's not that. 
there's, there's, there's so much to it, right? It's not, uh, there's so many nuances. In, in yeah. it. But money is important, please. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Obviously, the money you heard me right. The money is important. Yeah, I don't want people to think I'm cheap. I'm not cheap. I actually want the money. Nobody <laughs> told you. Nobody thinks you're cheap. No, no, no. Now some people feel like, oh, um, you're a Christian, so you know you'd be fair. Let's not open that chapter. You're like you're a nice person. I'm not a nice person when it comes to business. If you're not paying me what I want, I don't think we can have that. We can have a conversation. We should be having a conversation. Um, Funny enough, actually, I think this is where we switch because I'm the one that can be nice in this. Yeah. <laughs> because the reality is that, like, my time is worth more now. That's just the truth, right? Like, we have a few things that we're doing, like, more responsibilities. So, well, then school fees to <laughs> Yeah, we have savings and investment that we are trying to put together and all of that, right? So, I, if, if, it, if the project is not worth my time, I just can't do it, you know? And, 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 you know, I've taken less money for a good project in the past. It has worked out, some have not worked out. So, I, but, so it's not as if I can't, it's just that, let's just be honest with ourselves, like, you know, there's, there's a lot more at stake. Yeah, no, sometimes. no, money is, like, the money is important, the money is good. I need to learn and be firm in that. It's just, for just starting, you know, I, I would say Toby and his mom are like, are the ones that are like, let's not take money, because if it's up to me, Every single person that comes up to, comes to me at the beginning, I was willing to just be like, "Yeah, I will do for free." <laughs> and I remember when I was talking to uh, my mother-in-law, she's like, "I hope they're paying you." And I'm like, I just started uh, touching like, um, and I was trying to explain myself, and she's like, "I'm confused. What's happening?" Yeah. So yeah, so like that's something I need to learn. I, I anything that I know because people, to be honest, I think it's a part of my head. Like, some people, the way some people act when they give you money, I'm like, you just hold your money, right? Like, but no, I also know that now more than ever, my time is actually important. Like, I have a whole, we all have a calendar in this house, you know? Yeah, to be as calendar, I have my calendar. Our daughter has her calendar. So, like, if I'm not doing this, I'm doing that. Any hour that you see me playing around, it's just maybe I'm trying to rest or I'm just trying to catch up with people for like, yeah, my time is important, so I'm actually realizing, and I'm also in here to do my best. I'm not just playing, right? So, yeah, yeah, because um, clients will value the service provider's time. I probably also some of the best clients. Like, I try my best to do that when I'm working with someone. Like, um, we're currently working with someone to design like uh an artwork for our house on the wall, right? That was one a wall art. And I actually like we it's been like maybe a month of having conversations about it. But or maybe more than a month. But I know and we've had to like send back feedback saying, Oh, can we change this? Can we adjust this? But and the person has been very open and thoughtful in the way that okay, they take those feedback and implement it. And so I'm I so I haven't got to a point where I'm like, okay, I've asked for a few revisions. Are you sure we shouldn't be paying more for each revision? Um, because I know this also takes it into your time. Yeah. And I'm definitely gonna have to give the person some more money. Like person 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 said that no, it's fine, like this is all included. But I feel very um I'm just mindful that this person has spent more time than I expected than they were up to. Yeah. That I just feel like when the work is done, I have to give them something more. So I feel like clients are a bit more thoughtful about your time, um, they'll be willing to pay more. And they need to pay well. And I think that they're just like kind of some of the best clients to work with. 
Yeah, one even made it um easy, easier, like um to the example you're using is when you um we had to send some feedback and and the person was like, Oh, I actually thought about that, but I wasn't really sure. You know, I was trying to play around, but I wasn't really sure. So I think even just like the person on like the entrepreneur are also thinking that then the client and just makes the synergy very easy and like I see everybody's being intentional towards the work, thinking I think that's good. Yeah. But my money is important. Listeners should have that. Um but the most challenging experience you've had with a client and how did you do it? Um your second point is actually when <laughs> you were talking about how did I even forget that? <laughs> what point that? Um being realistic and expectation. Oh, yeah. I think that has been my biggest challenge recently and even with people. How I've dealt with it. Honestly, I would be lying if I say um I've dealt with it in a very calm to the client. No, I come off calm, I'm sure. But behind the scenes, I'm like losing my mind sometimes. And it's teaching me, though, to be honest, I'm actually grateful for that. It's teaching me. I think um, sometimes when I'm trying to like articulate my words, I just need to rant first. So I end up ranting to Toby. And then when I finish ranting, I now think, and then I'll go back and I'll write my message in a very articulate form. So that's how I've been. <laughs> so this this client didn't have realistic expectations. Um. Yeah, but not even maybe not only this client. Um, it's something that I I see over and over again. Even like, um, when especially when it comes to like um the fashion, like working with clients in the fashion industry. Yeah. I think it's something that I know that I'm going to even encounter a lot, and I have to. Be firm, or I, I think to an extent I'll have to define where what I can handle and what I can't yeah. in the long run. But as I meet people, I'm sure I'll be able to define that one client. But that's something that's very common. common. Yeah, people. Um, I, I mean, I work more with women for now. Um, I haven't really done anything yet with any man, so like I'm not sorry. I'm not trying to like. Um, give stereotypes, but in the but when you look at it to an extent, like women are very, <laughs> women can be very particular sometimes, and people come in with so many mindsets about oh, what they want to wear, what they think they should wear. You know, we're the ones. I know some men shop right, but we're the ones that shop the most. Um, the things that we buy, someone can meet you and be like, oh, I want to look like Beyonce for example. Do you get? Okay, you want to look like Beyonce. That's fine. What in what way do you want to look like yourself? Why don't you look like Beyonce? You get what I'm saying? Like let's no, let's let's just break it out. That's okay. You want to take Beyonce in what did you see Beyonce wear? You know, why do you want to take Beyonce? And then we move to the next okay. What's your your budget, you know? And then the person gives you a budget of um, Oh, they want to look like Beyonce but they don't have Beyonce budget. Not even that alone, right? Like you give a budget of let's say hundred dollars, okay, hundred dollars, and then I bring certain things to you, but then that that budget can buy, but then you believe that you have to wear something expensive to yeah. like Beyonce, and so that's something I'm like you don't have to wear something one thousand dollars to look good. Do you get that's an expectation that I've had to deal with. You don't have to wear something expensive to look very good. 
Okay. Now then there's the other part of you want to look like Beyonce, but you don't have the budget for Beyonce. Okay? Yeah. And then there's that. Then also, do you get? And this is not to put anybody down. The truth about it's just it's, it's fact and the truth. We all have different body types, you get? It's unrealistic to want to look like Beyonce if you're not doing what Beyonce is doing. I watched the documentary of Beyonce where she was eating only apples. Um, homecoming, right? That um, not documentary. That yeah, it was like a documentary kind of like the album. Yeah, kind of like Yeah, homecoming album that she did. She just gave birth not too long, and. All Beyonce to be was eating was apples and drinking water to be able to have that ideal body. To be honest, I can't do that. Personally, I, I can't go, just go on apples alone <laughs> and drink water. So if I'm not willing to do that, you know, I don't expect to have a shape like Beyonce. And then I don't expect that whatever clothes I wear will give me shape or add. I know people add shape to all of this, and that's fine. Everyone can do what they want, right? but... Sometimes we lose ourselves. So all these expectations are things that you have to deal with. You know, people have so many things. You know, people be like they have to wear really tight and short things to be themselves, but you don't have to. So so many expectations and unrealistic things that people have, and it's it's challenging. So the way you dealt with it was just by trying your best to create yourself well. So that like you can explain the situation to the person and kind of get them to see things in the way that is more beneficial to their situation. Yeah, that's what I try to do. Like anyone that I come across, I I know yes, I, there's a, I've experienced that with someone actually directly, but then I also explain that collectively that's something that people. is um, people are bound to right. So yeah. Um, to the person, yes, I is just constantly trying. As you said, there's a part of education. You get having to educate people, having to educate people, actually also having to affirm people. You know, letting people know that there's nothing wrong with who you are. You know, letting them feel like on your own you're beautiful. We can make something work. You get. You don't have to look like Beyonce to be beautiful. You get. Let, look like yourself. What is yourself? You know, what can we get that will actually fit you? Yeah, that is sustainable also for you in the long run. And this is why sometimes we, you know, people shop, 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 and at the end, they'll tell you don't wear anything because that's not you. So just having to affirm people, encourage them, educate them. Yeah. So it's a lot of communication, and yeah, it's a lot of communication. So, so it sounds like shouldn't people know this already? But it will shock you that. Some people are still going through these things, right? What might seem easy to someone, like be yourself, might not be easy to someone. So in that moment, having to show grace to people and just communicate effectively. And that's why I have to like get myself out of my head and then articulate what I'm communicating to them so that I don't push them away or I don't say anything in the mood. Yeah, yeah, right. Like they, they don't always know right. And so we always have to be there to guide them. And give them the right information. Um, I think for me, I've had different experiences with clients. I'm sure I can't even remember the worst one. Maybe I've forgotten about it. <laughs> I mean, I can think of one that's recent, but then I wonder is that really the worst? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've had client a client that did not follow through with some of the things that they said they would do. Um, in the project, uh, they kept pushing it. Um, they had specific, they had some situations in their life that also 
did allow for a smooth process, um, a smooth working experience with them. Uh, yeah, but that that was very damaging to the work. I I did my I did my best to like, you know, fulfill my part of the work, but uh, the person wasn't always available to put in their put in their own um contributes um from their own end. And I think that was really, really difficult. Uh, the the reason why I feel like this is one of my worst experiences is because I really liked that project and I really worked so hard on that project. Yeah, it was disappointing that the person didn't have the space and time to actually commit to it. Uh, I think that's something that, you know, when working with clients, you know, we have to really access well before you sign the contract. Like, because for me, working with clients is is a, is a collaboration. It's not one sided. Um, it's supposed to be two people or multiple people coming together to make to make something good. So, uh, if one person puts in the effort and the other one is not able to, it can affect the entire outlook of the project. So, um, so this this particular one it was a bit disappointing because uh, there was so much promise to the project just didn't work out. And it kind of turned into a situation where the person did not see what they were doing and how, like, how, like, their inability to contribute effectively was affecting the progress. They kept trying to make me do their own part of the work, um, which was not going to be effective. Um, and ultimately, we just had to like cancel the contract. But yeah, it was just a frustrating experience trying to like get them to see things the way it's up to, up to be. Um, and I just decided to refund them the money they paid me because I, I, it was just, it was just an annoying experience. Like, you know, it's taking money. I don't want it to be like, uh, we had, we had paid this much and yeah, I didn't get anything out of it. So I was refunding everything. I'm like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, but that was a frustrating experience for me. And that was probably the worst. And the way I just handled it was to be patient. I get person grace, to be honest. Like I understand some things out of their control. But I tried my best to like really push them to like um commit to the project well enough. And when push came to shove, I just opted out and nothing done. Goodbye. Take your money, take your project, all the best. I don't um, think anybody would easily just give money back like that. <laughs> Especially yeah. when you've put in so much time. I, I I I felt bad for the person too. I think there's a part of it where like, you know what? I, I it, it's not an ideal situation. Um like I said, some things are also their control. Some things were very much within their control. Um, but they didn't take responsibility. I but I, I gave her the money because I did not want to feel, I didn't want the person to feel like I owed them anything in that process because I understood that the person did not see things the way the author seen things. So I don't, I don't want to feel like I was owing them something. Um, I did owe them anything. I'm very sure I didn't owe them anything because I, I did my, I did my work, but I did not want the other person to think that I owed them anything, and I wanted just to close that chapter well as well as I could. Um, also, just giving, yeah. I think sometimes also not burning bridges. Yeah. You never know. We don't know tomorrow. So. I burn bridges, though. 
I think there's some videos that are worth one. Yeah, but as you said, you tried your best, right? Yeah, no. Most most bridges, as most bridges shouldn't shouldn't be one. But I have one point of two two bridges and I don't regret them. Some oh, bridges wow. are worth one in life. I don't give up on people, but I think sometimes in business you have to burn some bridges. And then you have to really like keep keep some bridges, like really preserve them. But no, there's some bridges that are really worth one, I think. Like it's not worth your time, money, nothing. Yeah, I mean, this person in particular, though, I didn't burn the bridge. Yeah. But I don't think I want to work on it anymore. It sounds it sounds sad as you're talking, so yeah, I don't blame you. I sound sad, or the story sounds. Sad? Yeah, the story sounds sad. Yeah, it's probably the way I said it, but it, it, yeah, it, it was disappointing. So it's not that way to put it. No, yeah, these things happen. So it does. Yeah, I guess it's just one of those things. But- I think that um, when you're talking about your like the client that you're working with right now for your ghostwriting, I think that's something that you know to anyone out there, you know, they're working with people. Please, like, yeah, do like your homework a bit. I think that's actually very important. Seeing that the person did, um, he or she did like they're doing their research. You know, they're working alongside with you. I believe they bring questions. You guys brainstorm. So yeah, I think when you do that, it makes um, it makes the process easy. Please let's not be one of those people that you know just treat people out there anyhow just because <laughs> we've um given them money or want something from them. I think it's not fair when we treat people like that. So yeah, so and you treat service providers like yeah, that. service providers, and also mm-hmm. I think just um sorry um but just um even in like. Um, fashion or not even fashion, I think anywhere. I think we should also see that there's nothing wrong with working with your budget and what you can afford. You get like start from where you are and see that you can make good out of whatever you have. You don't have to be high up there to make something very good. So I think when you have that mindset, you honestly find the perfect or the right entrepreneur for you. And Wait, they're talking about clients, right? Yeah, making work. And yeah, even those of us out there trying to navigate entrepreneurship, I guess giving people grace. <laughs> no, I think from the service provider's um, angle, I think just, I think it's important to actually know what you want in a client, establish that, um, know what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do when it comes to um, uh, working with people. Uh, and also, you know, also, just you know, be open, be willing to guide people when needed. Like sometimes, I mean, most times actually, clients will not know what they want, or they may not be, they may not be able to articulate it well, or they may not um, understand what your role is. So, be willing to guide people at least in the initial phase. Actually, try the try the process. Just be willing to, to guide them, um, and hopefully, the clients you're working for or working with is. Um, someone that is open to going through that process of learning and growing and, and working with you. Um, yeah, you can share your experiences with us. Yeah, if you work with clients, um, if you're a client, you can share your best or worst experiences with us. Like, what's the best client experience you've had? Um, what is well, the best experience you've had as a service provider? Um, you can send it to us um, in a DM on Instagram and my Instagram is WNFSC and yours is LeritNFSC. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, you can send it to us there. You can leave a comment 
Um, also, while you're there, you can also like leave a rating on our podcast. Um, that's the best way to really help us grow this show. Um, also, share with your friends when you can um, if you enjoyed the, 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 this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you.